0: Welcome. You are listening to Sex, Love, Joy, an interview series hosted by me on I am in which special guests share how they connect the dots between sex, love, joy, while actively pursuing their dreams. On today's show, I have sacred sexuality coach Rashida Khan Bey. We talk about sensual dance, about what it's like for her to be a queer woman of color and a Christian. We talk about her amazing project, Sex is a God Thing, as well as her Woman Untamed Intensives. I hope you enjoy today's show. Hi, Rashida. Thank you for being on Sex Love Joy. Hi, how you doing? Doing good. I'm so excited to have you on here and so you can talk about all your woman untamed stuff. So can you tell the listeners more about yourself and the work that you're doing with Woman Untamed?
1: Yes. Um so Woman Untamed is the platform that um, you know, I've you know been working with for the last eight years. It was originally named Eruption. Um, it started as A dance class um, that was, you know, excuse me, a dance class for women um, to help them make changes in their life from a place of feeling good versus a place of self loathing. So, you know, I won't lose 10 pounds you know instead of like oh my god i'm so fat and so horrible like i need to get in this fitness class and lose 10 pounds it's like you know what no i'm actually very sexy i feel very good i'm doing more things to make myself feel good and i'm gonna lose this 10 pounds in the process so it's kind of just like helping women make that mindset shift and um getting you know getting them to reactivate like pleasure in their muscle memory so that Mm -hmm. they could make the changes from a from a, a place of fullness versus a place of lack um, so that that's kind of you know I'm the crazy lady <laughs> you know over the last eight years damn near a decade now <laughs> yeah. you know it's been like you know doing research in different in different ways to you know figure out how to create this dance experience for women
0: and you've been dancing basically since you were walking. We've talked about that. And you've yeah. been doing <laughs> this work now for eight years. And you have eight years under your belt of teaching and guiding and coaching. And yet you still really make it a point to train under other people, to keep doing research. How is that an important part of you yourself becoming a woman tamed?
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's no secret that I'm probably like one of the youngest teachers in this industry. I'm 25. I just turned 25 and I don't know everything. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the information that I, you know, that I filter. I talk a lot from my own personal life experiences, but also being 25, I know that that experience is still very limited, especially when, have 40 or 50 year old women coming to my classes and wanting to you know know how to like feel sensual in their bodies you know so um, I draw a lot from my own life experiences and in order to create a technique that feels um, you know kind of like a protective layer for the women who come in it's necessary for me to study under other people it's necessary for me to get guidance for me to deal with my own shit you know in my life as as I'm getting older and you know having new experiences like it's necessary for me to have just as much support as I'm trying to give to other people um because I know that I would drive myself crazy if I didn't have support um you know because it's not like I'm just like oh my life is perfect I have it all together and you know so I'm just you know throwing this information out here in my free time it's like you know what people don't understand sometimes. Is teachers usually are teaching a subject because they struggle with it. You know what I mean? Yes. And like, it's, <laughs> so it's like, you know, we're, we're 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 learning just as hard and just as um, with as much intensity as we, you know, as the students. So it's necessary for me to be on top of my game.
0: I love how you are so open about like I went to this person's class. Go check them out or like you really are a connector and you're not afraid to like say that you're still learning. I think that's what makes you a better teacher. You know, with with your work, like you are a queer black woman who is also a Christian. And then you make a film like Sex is a God Thing. Now I have a question about that, but first I (laughs) want you to describe as best as you can for our listeners. And Sex is a God Thing is, A very, very um, enticing, um, arousing film, short film. It's worth all the the six and a half minutes, I think.
1: (laughs) Something might be happening in my body right now as I talk about it.
0: And, and Rashida and I are doing this interview both in booty shorts and, and yes. T-shirts. So. <laughs> and don't, do you have on a gray shirt Yes, I do. Well? And so do you. Yes, I do. <laughs> and we both had booty shorts This wasn't on. planned,
1: folks. This was not planned. Yeah,
0: this is how we showed up. We showed up to the Skype yep. interview both in booty shorts. I knew it was going to be okay to interview one or to be doing this in booty shorts. But I want yes. you to tell and explain to the listeners as best as you can. Describe... What sex is a God thing is.
1: Oh, well. <laughs> <Sex>? <laughs> Jesus, um, sex is a God thing is a short film that I created with a really phenomenal production team. It's actually, it's not a short film; it's a microfilm. Um, and it's about a couple named Adrian and Michelle who have hit a really rough patch in their relationship and. The, the fire has gone out, and they want to get it back. They're not, they're not ready to give up on the relationship. They've been together a few years. And so we, the film comes in on a night where they try to change it up. And you all get to see them change
0: it up. And that's sex a oh god thing. So delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I mean, let's be real. Being a black woman and being a Christian, putting out a project like Sex is a God thing, that's a really big deal. And where did where did the call to make that and where did the courage to put that out come from? I don't know. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Because <laughs> some days I still go, oh, shit, I made a film that's not safe for work. Like, what if my boss... Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, well, it's out there, you know, like, and then I just always have to remind myself, like, I did this for a reason, you know, one, because I needed to see more images of people like myself and other queer women, other queer black women Mm -hmm. in love, not fighting and, you know, cheating on each other and doing all this crazy shit. Like, I needed to see an image of a couple that was really in love. And I know, I know that other people needed to see that image. So that was really the driving force behind it. And then the title came, you know, because I feel like everything in my life, you know, I feel like all of my life, the struggles and stuff that, that you know, I've, I have worked through, that I'm working through, you know, and that I will face, I believe, um, are centered around, like, my identity. Being able to own myself like as a queer woman of color has been has been a huge has been a huge part of my own spiritual journey. And like I feel like, you know, how you wanna have sex, how you desire to have sex, how you how you express your sexuality is like it's a huge part of like your existence. You know what I mean? And whether even if you don't have sex, maybe, you know, maybe you're asexual. That is a huge part of your spiritual like journey because knowing how you want to interact physically, emotionally, spiritually with, you know, people around you in relationships, in relationships to the world, like that's that's big. And I feel that, you know, how in the hell can we like lay down, have sex and create a baby and not think that like, this isn't all, like, God. You know what I'm saying? Like, you literally just created life from your vagina. Like, <laughs> how do you not think that that is, like, holy? You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's, it's beyond me. It's like, oh, well, the thing that comes out of it is holy, but this is all, this is hell, you know? It's, <laughs> like, it's like, what are we, it's like we have a really strange relationship to vaginas and penises, you know? And so it's like, we, I just, I just feel like, You know, like like you know, we I think I think you and I are probably on the same wavelength that sex is is our life force. It's part of our life force energy, you know, and so when that shit is stagnant, like you're stagnant as a person, you know? And being able to have great sex in your relationship, being able to own your desires, whatever they are in the bedroom, outside of the bedroom, being able to just express your identity, however that shows up however fluid or you know fixed it may be like being able to own those things I think that does bring you closer to your divine self you know and that does bring you closer to you, you, your your greatest expression of self if people don't resonate with divine you know so that's why you know we titled sex is a god thing and I really didn't want to explain it to people I mean like that's, that's part of the explanation you know what mm-hmm. I mean but the other thing is like why do, like, why do I, why do people, not you, but other people have, other people have asked me, like, what would make you title it that that doesn't match it? If they get it, you know they're in sync. If they don't get it and they've got all this resistance, it tells you more about that person than it does about the film. The film's great. There's, you know, (laughs) like, people, 24,000 views later, we know that this film is pretty damn great. It's not the film, it's you. You know, and so, like, that's, and I feel like that was kind of, you know as, as you know as it's been out almost a year now like that was kind of that was that that was that push for me just to just to own it and not to further explain it beyond you know what I' what I've said here and you know just the description it's like it's a couple going to a rough spot and they' about to turn up like <laughs> they're about to get it in and you all are gonna enjoy it
0: and I, I do believe <laughs> that like sex is a god thing what are your tips? for women to be able to embrace their sexuality while also being a spiritual woman that has a religious faith? Well, I think, I think it's, it's,
1: that's interesting because everyone thinks that it's like this other thing um, that comes along with like the blend of that, you know, or being in that intersection of sexuality and spirituality. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's anything extra. I think it's just an awareness that being a fully sexually alive woman does not is not like isolated from you being spiritually alive like your sexual exploration, knowing what you desire, how you like to have sex, when you want to have it, when you don't want to have it, knowing how to give consent, if you want to have one lover or ten lovers, like all of these different things, like learning those things about yourself, is just as important as learning how to deal with your anger. You know what I'm saying? Like it's there. It's 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 just it's part of the spectrum of your spiritual growth. You know. So it's like, the, but the thing is, we've been, you know. All of our spirituality has been hit up, you know what I'm saying? So it's like we we're dead from the chest down to our feet, and it's and all it is. All I'm when I say sex is sacred, you know, some people will go, yes, sex is sacred, and that means wait until you're married. Don't do this. Don't do that. And there's all these rules. And I'm like, fuck all that. That's not what I mean when I say (laughs) sex is sacred. (laughs) When I say sex is sacred, I mean you should in some way be incorporating pleasure into your life. Whether you have sex or not, pleasure using your sexual energy should be a part of your spiritual practice. And, you you know, regardless of whether you're tied to a religion or not, I say... And many other teachers have said, you know, whatever you do first thing in the morning is what you worship. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, if if you get up in the morning and the first thing you doing is going on to Facebook to see who commented on your pictures from last night, then that's what you worship. That's what you that's what you pour. That's where you reconnect. That's what you pour all your life energy into. You know, because it's like that's what you're drawing to first thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we all have we all have rituals. You know, and like, one of my rituals is to check my bank balance, you know, in the morning and in the evening. You know, so it's like, it's like we I do
0: that we too, are, so.
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how much money did I spend today? No, so it's, you know, it's like we all have rituals for, for different things. Yeah. The point is that we just need to have rituals for sex, you know. So like I said, and I, I, and I always want to make sure that, People who don't identify as, like, sexual beings or they identify as asexual, they don't want to have sex or they express intimacy in a different way. I don't want them to feel, like, excluded from this conversation because, you know, or even people who have chosen to wait to have sex, you can still use your sexual energy to, you know, so that it's flowing. Because whether you're having the sex or not, the energy still needs to go somewhere. You know, because otherwise it's just, like, crumpled all up in your center and you know it's like walking around with like blue balls like all day every day and like that's just i don't think that's good for anybody you know what i'm saying like some in some ways like whether you do a painting or you go running or you you know you slowly draw yourself a bath and like some candles and there's so many different things that you can do so i just want to make that distinction but the first what i first a few tips for people who want to like find that blend one is just take the pressure off yourself. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not that serious. It's really not. You are inherently a sexual being. You are inherently sacred. There is nothing secular or wrong or ungodly about you or your body. And just, like, allowing yourself to just, you know, relax. <laughs> you know, like this is not another thing to put on your to do list. Like have an orgasm. Like we don't need that. I don't need you to put that on your to do list. But so being aware, another thing that you can do is just take five five minutes a day to reconnect. And when I say reconnect, I think about my cell phone. If I want my phone to stay on, I need to charge it at some point because if I don't the battery will die and I have an android so it will die very quickly okay and so we're the same way if we don't stop to recharge our battery pack we're operating on less and less fuel every day and and I'm not even gonna say as women I think we as people just do too damn much you know what I mean and we don't stop enough to just to just hone it in and you know, settle down just so that we can reconnect to something. You don't have to sit and chant. You don't have to meditate. You don't have to listen to old Negro spirituals. You ain't got to do none of that. But the point is you need to take five minutes to do something that makes you feel good. That's that's the whole point. And just try to do that every day for like, you know, a few weeks. And see what a difference it makes just to have that five minutes just to reconnect, you know? And then... The last thing I would say, you know, just, just think like a, you know, this ain't even one-on-one. This is like the tease to one-on-one, but, um, you know, make space, make space for your sensual self. You know, if your house is like, you know, if, if it does, if it, like, how does it feel when you walk into your, your house? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's your sanctuary. That's your, that's your dwelling place. You know, so how does it feel when you walk in there? Like, do you automatically feel like you just want to leave? Like, do you do you want (laughs) to sit down? Like, do you do you feel do you feel like you can let your guard down? Like, I feel like, you know, most of the issues and stuff that come up with sex really don't have to do with sex. They have more to do with the way we're living. And I think that you know we open ourselves up for more for better. Um, sexual experiences with others, with ourselves, and more like pleasure when we just make some space. You know, clear out a few things or, you know, even like maybe clear out a room if you can. You know, just someplace where you can just, you know, decompress, buy some nice flowers, mm-hmm. buy some candles, you know, just little things, it's, it's all little things. You don't, you don't have to do nothing grand, you know, right away to like, you know, start that journey
0: in everything that that you've said, you talk so much about permission. And I think that is a huge, huge, huge theme in living your best life. You are talking about sexual liberation, but you're talking about giving people permission to not put the orgasm on their to-do list, to not have to be sexual, to not have to like, oh my God, push past your edges. Because to me, I find that triggering because there's people out there who need to hear you say, it's okay to not be sexual. It's okay to not want to put the orgasm on the to-do list. So I love you, absolutely love you for saying that. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> most people wouldn't say that, especially, you know, your essential dance teacher. And you're saying, it's like, it's okay if you come to my class probably, you know, with sleeves down to your... You know, wrists and. I have,
1: girl, I have seen <laughs> it all. Okay. I have had women come into my class with like lace dresses on. Yeah. Okay. And you can, it all, bam, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> We love it. They love it. We, you know, it's just, it's gorgeous, okay. And I've also had women come into my class with like long skirts, mm-hmm. long sleeve shirts, you know. And, and and you know what? But that's 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 how they express their sensuality. And I, you know, when I say push your edge, and I I do use that term or that language, but when I say push your edge, I mean push your edge. Don't push mine. Yes. Because I'm gonna show up. In blue shorts and a song, and the crop top, maybe a long, you know, because I'm dramatic. And then I'll put on top of that, I'll put on like a floor length sweater, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be moving around the space, you know, like, oh, hello everyone, you know. So that's that's me, you know. So that's my edge that I push, you know. But your edge, if you are coming to class and you like your leggings, you like your yoga pants, and maybe pushing your edge, just like instead of wearing like boot cut, you wear like flare cut today, if that's (laughs) your edge, great. The whole point is, do you feel comfortable? Because if you come into my class with like booty shorts on and a thong and you're fidgeting with your shorts the whole time or, you know, or like, you know, you're not comfortable with your stomach being out or whatever, it's like, you're not going to get the most out of the experience because you're not focusing on letting go. Because you're still like, ooh, stomach is out. I don't like this. You know, <laughs> you're doing all this extra stuff. And it's like, girl, it's not that serious. Like, you know, the, the most important thing is be comfortable.
0: Yes. And since you brought up letting go, you wrote an article for the Elephant Journal about forgiveness that I think is so full of great advice. Could you share with the listeners what your thoughts on why and how forgiveness is the path to orgasm? Ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you knew you I had to ask you about juicy, this. You got some juicy questions. I love it. Um, <laughs> man, oh, man. I wrote that article after. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say this. But <laughs> I wrote this article, you know, laying in bed with, like, you know, a previous lover. And I can't even remember what sparked that, like, you know, why I was, like, I need, mean, like, oh, it makes sense. Like, let me change these dots. But um, I knew that, um, wait, I wrote that article after, after, you know, after that, and I also wrote another article right behind that entitled, When the Sex Isn't Good. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's like two parts okay there's two parts there's two parts of this story um so but you know it, it, it came about from a conversation I was having with the group the, the women in the private group and we were talking about like getting wet and turned on naturally and not you know like having to um not having to like use lubricants and stuff like like if you still need it or you want it like cool but it's like what turns you on or like what stops it from happening Mm -hmm. and a lot of people you know responded that it was feeling like they could let go and feeling like they could trust the person who has their body in their hands and I've noticed time and time again for myself my friends for my clients like anything um when they're having issues or when we're having issues and are in the, the the dynamics of the relationship, you just you just don't get as wet. You just don't. Yes. You know, but when you're when you especially when we're holding on to things that we've done or things that the other person has done or things somebody else could have done it, it could be a whole new lover standing in front of you, but you're you know, still thinking about something that someone else did to you, still carrying that pain or that weight in your body, and that guards, I feel like that guards the womb, and then you lock down, and you clench, and you tighten, you know, it's just, it's just not, it's just not good, but the, the, the times when, you know, the conversation is fluid, the communication is fluid, I feel grounded in my body, I know what your intentions are, you know, like when we're seeing eye to eye, like my body is just like, hello, like <laughs> I'm a butterfly, like, please come in, <laughs> we've been waiting for this, like that, you know, and I think the the, the goal um, is to, to keep, to keep those lines of, to keep those lines of communication open, but also to address like the little stuff that happens, like If you are still holding on to what your ex did to you 10 years ago on June 10th at the grocery store in front of the dog and the neighbors, like, when you're standing in front of Johnny in 2017 and he's trying to give you, you know, whatever it is that you've been praying and manifesting and asking for, like you know at some point you're gonna fuck it up because you you know your body your body is still back there 10 years ago and your mind is right here in this moment and the two just don't mix (laughs) so at some point you gotta you have to let go of one or the other either you have to let go of 2017 johnny or you're gonna have to let go of you know 2010 whoever you know and and at some point, you have to bring the two into alignment. And I feel like the, the, the gap between that is is not being able to forgive. is holding on to that pain. And I think that we hold that pain because it's become a part of our identity. Mm. You know, it's become a part of our identity. And, like, it's like it, it gives us something comfortable. It's like, well, they hurt me. And I responded to them like this. And so because I responded to them like this, I have to stay there. have to stay in this state of tension and anger and disgust and distance. And, you know, and then we just end up holding that. And then we end up, you know, just, it just gets, just multiplies over and over again. And until we don't realize that in every area of our life, we've become this distant, Mm -hmm. cold, numb, you know, individual. And it's, you know, it's, it, we don't sometimes don't recognize it until it's too late. And I think we end up wrapping our identity up and how people have treated us or the, the painful or traumatic experiences that we've had. And not to say that it's easy to just get over some traumatic shit. Yeah. Not saying that at all, because it's not, you know, but the point is that we have to get to the point where we're aware, okay, like I've had X, Y, and Z happen in my life. These are the things I know I have to work around. I can't let my body... You know, I can't surrender my body to that trauma. I have to, if I want to feel alive and live from a place of fullness and actually enjoy the time that I have left on this earth, you know, at some point I have to, at some point I have to let, I have to let those things go. I have to take that weight off of me. I have to, you know, allow my heart to open up and express the shit that's like going on. You know, we don't need to keep, keep so much of it to ourselves.
0: Well, and I mean, I. You're talking about how how people make agreements and they decide to, you know, play a certain role, and people who do that usually aren't connected to their emotions. And my next question for you, was, you know, um, around connecting to our emotions, and connecting to our emotions, you know, really helps us let go and thrive because we've learned how to connect to our bodies, and I want to know what your favorite ways. To connect to your body are and how you tap into that personal power by connecting to your body and feeling the emotions by being in your body. I'm
1: gonna keep it real cute and honest. Like I actually just did an article on um, learning to feel your rage. And I realized in writing that I was writing that article from Bernadette Pleasant, who just did a workshop in New York called Emotion Emotion. And I was like, I was struggling. When they asked me to be a part of the blog tour, I was like, okay, ooh, yeah, I want to talk about rage. I can talk about rage, you know. (laughs) And I was all amped up. I'm like, I'm going to use this Kanye West song. I'm going to get some red paint. I got a whole concept. You know, I went there. I was like, I got all these things I'm going to do. And then, (laughs) my Chicago, all my Chicago just came out just there. So, (laughs) So, you know, I was like, I, you know, I had all these ideas, I had all the materials and stuff, but I was procrastinating. And finally, it's like the day before, like I need to get them this article. So I, I sat down to do it video wise, because my hands just wouldn't write that day for whatever reason. So I'm trying to talk through it, and I realized how much resistance I actually had to feeling my rage. And I was like. Ooh, this is, this is uncomfortable. You know, like it was, it was really uncomfortable to talk about it. And I realized how much I had been trained to not value my feelings. Wow. And, and because, you know, I heard, I heard a lot like, oh, I never know what to expect with you some days you're up, some days you're down, some days, it's like, you know, it's like people want you to be this, this one thing, it's like my hair, like lovers will say, well, I never know what to expect, I'm like, well, get used to it, because my hair might be blonde tomorrow, and I don't care what you think, you know, So it's, like, it's kind of like the same thing, you know, and, um, but it's like people want you to be this fixed image and not, or this fixed thing and never move and always have a smile plastered on your face. And I feel like that's a lot of what this, you know, this, this self-help world has become. It's like, live your best life and always be joyful and put a smile on. And like people, like teachers, even like, you know, like just dismissing some of the completely ridiculous and racist things oh, and oppressive I mean. things that are, that are happening yeah in our country by saying oh well that's the way you perceive them I'm like no fuck you because you're wrong that's you're wrong you're actually wrong because there are systems that were in place before you started teaching a course in miracles um (laughs) that can't just be denied by you saying the way that you look at something will change the way you experience the world it's like no it's not it's not always that it's like we don't it's like, you know, from my own growing up and then being, you know, kind of shifting into the self-help industry, a lot of it, I've always felt like it's not, I've been, you know, it's, 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 there's this energy that is that says that it's not, it's not okay. Like, don't make people uncomfortable with your sadness. Yeah. Don't come around people with your grief and don't come around people with your anger and like keep that to yourself. And you know, I've even had members of my family, women in my family who, you know, they're say like, it's just better to keep some things to yourself and you know, blah, 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 blah. So it's not. I, and, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I don't have to like stand in the middle of the street naked and scream, you know, about my woes and like, but I, you know, I do need to, you know, have a safe safe space to let that out. So, going back to the emotional motion workshop. So, I am I get to New York, and I go to Burn Man's workshop, and we're just walking around in this space. And it's so beautiful, the way she sets it up. And we do this hugging exercise, and before someone even has an opportunity to make contact with me, I was bawling. Like, I just... Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how, like, one, how much I needed touch that was just nurturing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then so fast forward to the end of the workshop. I had I had a lot of resistance that day. And the end of the workshop, she had these really wonderful um, drummers come in. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to let myself, you know, enjoy this last part of the workshop. And at some point, I just screamed. And I don't know what happened, but I just, I just screamed and I kept screaming and I just kept screaming and screaming and, and it was just like, it just, it just like, and that was like the only, that's the only thing I remember from that last part of the, all this other beautiful stuff happened that I was involved in, but I don't remember it. Um, And, but it was like, there was like this, this pit, just felt like this pit of just rage and heartbreak and and anxiety that just i was just holding and packing and packing and packing in and i was making myself sick i've been making myself sick holding on to all of that you know and so i can't say that I, i would be the best person to give anybody advice just yet on how to allow yourself to feel You know, all of those emotions, because that's something that I'm still learning how to do. And I think that the first thing would be, don't let people gaslight you into believing that your feelings are not valid. And that's the only thing that I, that's the only piece of advice I have right now. It's like when people, when you say, I feel this, and someone tries to combat you, and say no you you know you're 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 wrong or you're crazy because you feel that way immediately pause tell them you have to call them back because Rashida said <laughs> you know i'm not going to let you gaslight me and telling me that my feelings are not valid and a lot of people don't know that that is a form of emotional abuse yes when people tell you that what you're feeling isn't real or try to make you believe that you're crazy for you know, experiencing something like the way that they treated you in a certain way and they don't want to take responsibility for it. That is emotional abuse, classic emotional abuse, people. So if you're having that, experiencing that with friends, a lover, lovers, family, on the job, anyone, like that's right there. Like don't let anyone invalidate what you are feeling. And don't ask people if you should feel crazy for how you feel. Amen. Because that is a form of self-neglect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because regardless of whether you got all the facts right, the point is you feel some type of way about whatever just happened. So you don't need to go ask Susie if you should be <laughs> angry that so-and-so didn't call you back. You just don't You don't need to do that. And I'm... That, those are two things that I have been just, you know, really practicing. Like, okay, I feel like this and then I start to pick up my phone to text somebody, I'm like, girl, put the phone down. Yes. You don't need to you don't need to mm-hmm. ask them if it's okay for you to feel like that. Yes, it's okay. It's perfectly fine. Feel it. Feel it. And 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 just and just and let it go. Like you don't have to do anything about it, you know, like feel whatever is coming up and, and it will pass. But the more you like press it down and you know try to avoid it and act like it's not there the more it's going to keep showing up and you'll keep getting more and more experiences that will draw you towards that feeling until you get down on your knees and say okay I'm feeling like this (laughs) you know until you allow yourself to just say yes this is this is what's going on for me like you know, it's just going to keep coming up. It's going to keep getting triggered in that way until it's brought out of your body. And I feel like that's spirit's way of helping us heal when we are too, like, oblivious or too stubborn to allow ourselves to heal on our own. Spirit's like, oh, okay, she don't get the message yet. So, <laughs> let, me, so let boom. me keep sending a few things way, right, until she gets the point, yeah. like, you need to wake up. <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: I've been there. <laughs> but oh yes. Th- the beauty of you is you just went and and said, I don't know yet fully, but I'm learning, and that is beautiful. But for someone you know who's like, I don't know, you gave very potent, valuable advice. I want you to tell our listeners about the woman untamed monthly intensives that you have coming up and then i'm going to wrap it up with some rapid fire questions
1: okay um so the woman untamed intensives are they start in february they're going to be once a month from february to november and it's it's a half-day workshop of dance and life coaching as i've you know talked about throughout this interview necessary for us to have transformation experiences that not only involve strategy and tool, but also give you space to um, realign your muscle memory around whatever solutions we've come up with. You know, it's one thing to talk about freedom and plan for freedom and envision freedom. It's a whole nother thing to feel freedom in your body. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's really important for me to have the dance space for us to like, unwind and release the tension and also you know just get ourselves like feeling good and then it's also really important for us to sit down and have a very frank discussion because you know we can get all free in the dance and then you'll leave and not know what the fuck to do with all that freedom and you might just go back to what you were before you came and I want to leave you better than when you came so that's why we talk and we you know we have large group and small group Q&A and I'll share my stories and I'll give space for other women to share their stories and um we'll just you know we'll, we'll go from there And so they're happening every month. The first one starts on February 28th. If you would like to, you know, learn more about that, if you want to come in town for it, because I feel like some women would love to come in town for a weekend to to do, to do that workshop. um, You can go to my website at womanuntamed.com
0: and just click on upcoming intensives and go ahead and register. So I have some rapid fire questions. And then I'm going to have you finish a statement. So, a woman untamed is? (laughs) She's holding her heart as she's thinking. (laughs) Man. Her own. Her own. Sex is? Good. (laughs) Love is? Necessary. Joy is?
1: Unfiltered passion.
0: Ooh, that is yummy. Okay, so <laughs> I want you to pick one. Kiss on okay. the forehead or a kiss on the hand?
1: mm mm-hmm. Kiss
0: on the hand. Ooh, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. <laughs> and I want to close with having you finish a statement. I am certain I was born to...
1: Help women find God in their body.
0: That is so delicious, Rashida. Thank you for being on Sex, Love, Joy. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Sex, Love, Joy. For more interviews like this one and my other work, please visit sexlovejoy.com. I hope that listening to today's guests talk about living their truths helps you in your quest to do the same. Remember, thriving ain't easy, but adding a little sex love joy to your day makes the living a whole lot juicier. Until next time.